Passionate Teachers, a podcast for teachers of English. Hey, hey, hey! Today we have the pleasure of having one of my friends, companion in my quest in teaching teenagers. Hello, Henrique! Welcome to Passionate Teachers EOT! Hello, thank you. Zamboni has been in ELT for over 20 years. Uh, worked for different schools and uh, language schools. He's a teacher, a teacher trainer. I already took one course with him. Uh, he holds the CELTA CPE. He has the green letters and also in marketing. Maybe this is a good hook, right? He is the founder of Inglês para Adolescentes, and he loves teenagers like I do. And today he's here to demystify this thing, like Kami says, that is to give classes to teenagers. Hey, Ricky, welcome and be very happy to be with us, very comfortable. This is just a chat between friends, okay? So, Henrique, tell us a little bit about your job right now and your Instagram that I see it's very frenetic. Well, uh, right now I'm working with uh, private students and also I work at a private uh, school. I teach students from the sixth grade until the last uh, year of high school. Okay, so it's sixth been a, grade would be 11 years old? They're, uh, yeah, they're 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a great uh, experience to actually be... Because I've always taught uh, different ages uh, and all the uh, teenage years. But this is the first time I am actually teaching uh, them like from their 11 to their 18. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been great to really uh, observe and uh, be able to uh, have this uh, overview of h- how different they are uh, from uh, their twins' uh, years to, the, to their teenage years. Do you mm-hmm. think that the twins that age from 10 to 13, they will respond mm-hmm. better to the teaching and to the methodology or the ones that are 13 on are more mature and will understand more the need of the English language? Uh, I'd say the second case is the true one. Yeah, okay. uh, it's been I've been having a hard time dealing with the twins this year. Uh, I don't know if the pandemic uh, messed up their heads a little and they can't seem to focus, That they can't seem to get their uh, uh, act together, you know? It's like they're not in a class anymore. No, they uh, want to be laying bad on their PJs exactly. yeah. and they don't want to show their face. That's that's the point. Yeah, that's pretty pandemic much really it. spoiled all the 15-year-old uh, birthday parties mm-hmm. and their lives. So now yes. socializing, I guess, it's a new step for them. Maybe you're mm. right. Yeah. Hey, Josie, do you have a question for Henrique? 
Yes, I do. Hello, Henrique. It's a pleasure Hi. to have you here. Right, I met you. Yes, I met you on Brastiso conference, I think a mm -hmm. few years ago, right? Yeah. And then it's very nice. And then I admire you a lot for teaching this specific age that I've already tried once. I've already taught in a private school. And mm -hmm. then I was kind of desperate of the sixth grade. And then it was a nightmare, okay. I can say. So mm -hmm. how do you deal with this special age? Because high school, it's better because they are grown up. So they are more mm -hmm. like kind of mature. But the sixth grade, I always thought that they, they are the hardest ones to yeah. teach. So, mm -hmm. how do you deal with the like the behavior, the the like the, the, the their way of mm -hmm. uh, being them, <laughs> the yeah. discipline inside the yeah. classroom, mm -hmm. classroom management. Uh -huh. I guess the key word is balance. You gotta find a balance between uh, being firm and being fun. Uh, you cannot treat them as little kids, but you can also uh, treat them as grown-ups. Uh, so, you know, there isn't a recipe, to be honest. Each group will be different. Uh, you kind of have to read the room, <laughs> as I say. Mm -hmm. um, so, but but yeah, a classroom management is uh, definitely key to success. Uh, you have to get to class ready and you cannot leave a lot of room for like, uh, to allow them not to be doing anything. So you gotta give them something like all the time. If you stop for a moment to take a look at the book to see what comes next, this is the perfect time for them to uh, loosen up and they won't be uh, tangled in the class as you would like. So classroom management is key. You have to be uh, firm, but also, uh, as I said, fun. And you have to find common ground and negotiate with them a lot all the time. Uh, and Uh, maybe not put that in that way to, not to say this to them but uh, you have to show them somehow that if you give me uh, something I will give you something in exchange uh, uh, this is this relationship will work on a basis of uh, negotiation yeah so you have to do the task so you can play a game uh, we have to uh, do this activity so we can listen to that song yeah so but as i said uh, uh, it's a bumpy road sometimes you will find a group of students who are not willing to cooperate and uh, it, they will make your lives uh, more difficult uh, so you, you have to talk to them you know you have to to show them that you're there for them uh, and you're not them to lecture you're not there to lecture them But you're there to to be someone who will guide them through this journey of learning. Great. Mm -hmm. uh, now you mentioned something about indiscipline. Uh, that is a very like it's like it's an ocean. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about that. Um, but if 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 I should say like how to deal with indiscipline is to make a quick reply, uh, uh, a quick answer to that question. Although it's not always easy and simple as that, but uh, the way I see it, indiscipline always has underlying reasons. So whenever you see a student who is not willing to cooperate. Mm, try to figure out, try to find out what's going on in that student's uh, house. Uh, if there's something going on with their parents, if uh, how he lives or how he or she lives uh, their lives uh, outside school, uh, because uh, it's uh, very likely that there is something going on uh, with that student. 
Okay. Uh, I'd like to tell you that I started my career with a sixth grade group. It was my first class in life. I got really crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I still uh, remember. <laughs> I'm surprised you, you haven't given up. <laughs> no. I'm surprised you're still standing. <laughs> It was my first class and I remember that in the middle of the class I changed all my plan. I planned to teach and write on the board and explain like the traditional method, but I saw it didn't work. Uh -huh. So in the middle of the class I changed it and I put a song. <laughs> I made them listen to the song and I created a game. <laughs> On that time, like a circle game, and everybody attended and participated, and it was okay. I guess that's why I I, I didn't give up yeah. that oh, but, time. But, but, Tommy, it, I think that that's it, exactly Henrique's point. First, mm -hmm. captivate them. First, you 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 show them that there is fun in the class. That it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be just that that they are used to. Mm -hmm. And then once you, ca you, you get their attention, you, you tell them, like he said, their boundaries, right? Once mm -hmm. you show them the boundaries, then it goes. Ehiki mm -hmm. 2 yeah. is going to be in a book for teenagers that is going to be launched by the end of the year. Right, Ehiki? And the expectations yes. are high mm -hmm. because I believe that lots of teachers will want to read that book because it's a niche, right? That it's very delicate. Not too many are teaching yeah. teenagers nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, I would say a lot of people teach teenagers, but uh, teaching teenagers is often neglected we don't study them as we study uh, like kids or adults kids or adults and mm -hmm. I think this is very very weird because like if you work for a school if you work uh, you're, you're likely to teach teenagers like uh, it's gonna happen eventually uh, unless you really have a niche of working with adults only or, or young learners but uh, if you're at a language school it's likely that they will offer you a teenager group and if you're in a school like a uh, you have much more uh, much uh, more groups of teenagers than kids yeah mm -hmm. so uh, Yeah, but anyway. Why you... is it that everybody that looks at me says, you teach teenagers? Are you crazy? <laughs> Because This is a, a very famous question. Because they yeah. tend to be looked at as uh, difficult. And it is difficult uh, being a teenager. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever uh, remember yourselves as teenagers? Because I think I was a different teenager, I guess. Because mm -hmm. I was very mature and responsible. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, I, because actually I started teaching with 16 years old. So mm -hmm. I, 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 I had the maturity for like having a first job. But right. I don't know, it's, it's about the education system. It comes mm -hmm. from the public system, I guess. Because I, I was looking at my friends at that time. So they were so childish, different yeah. than me. So, I, 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 so when I touched the high school, it was the same so mm. i guess I, i think it's about the age yes something yeah i guess we could say maybe like uh, all teachers were 
good teenagers because we uh, we've always had this uh, inside of us like this kind of uh if we became teachers i guess we had this uh, sensitive uh, outlook towards our teachers yeah we we admired them we looked up to them somehow so i guess it's safe to say like oh uh, if you're a teacher now it's um like a hundred percent sure that you were a good teenager i don't like using this uh word like good teenager but you know what i mean yeah you were uh -huh. a teenager with good uh with a positive attitude let's say attitude uh, is everything yeah mm -hmm. really and when but... you say change attitude you also are a thermometer if you are teaching teenagers exactly What do you do to speak their language? What strategies do you use? What kind of slang or language do you use to make them feel more comfortable? To, to provide a good environment? Uh -huh. No? I guess I could say that this comes very naturally for me. Uh, I, I am like a young person and not and i don't mean that by age i i guess uh when they see me they uh they always compliment like my clothes my style you know there is somehow uh my uh lifestyle kind of uh appeals to them uh and i understand that not this is not gonna be true for all teachers yeah so one thing i really recommend is Uh, get from them uh, and try to be friendly, like, and ask them, like, what, what they have been watching, what they have been listening to, what kind of things they like doing their free time. So you have to be uh, talking to them a lot. Yeah. And, and, uh, It's not enough just to talk. You, you really have to do the things they would like you to do. Uh, for instance, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a student of mine uh, started recommending me a Netflix show. And uh, every class, she was like, have you watched it? Have you watched? When are you going to watch it? I want to comment with you. Uh, and then I really did. I, I said, okay, it's a, a uh, it's a series for teens, but I, I got to watch that to, um, to find this connection with her. Yeah. And this will make uh, uh, my, I'm going to build rapport with her even more easily if I do that. And I, and I went for it and I, I ended up uh, really enjoying the show. Uh, and like, uh, there hasn't been a class that we haven't talked about the show, like in the first five, 10 minutes, because she, uh, she's addicted to it and all of her friends are watching it and, uh, it has become her life. So it's like, you see how you, you have to find, uh, uh, time and space in your life to kind of live, uh, and experience what they are, uh, living and experiencing. Yeah. So I guess this is how we can uh, speak their language by actually doing uh, what they're doing and having an open mind, of course. Sure. So you, you also have to be a teenager. Yes. <laughs> somehow you kind of have to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry we're coming to an end, especially because when we started, and he, he said, but only 20 minutes. I have so much to talk about the subject. Yeah. But he will be here with us again. Uh, mm -hmm. But the clues that he gave are fantastic because I teach teens. I know it's exactly what he's saying. You have to feel the teenagers. You have mm -hmm. to be their friend, showing them 
that they have to be disciplined and they there has to be an order in the in the in the teaching in the in the classroom you have to be their friends they will they will tell you their best secrets and you're gonna have to keep them from people you know they trust mm -hmm. you yeah. so i think that building this trust with teenagers and, and showing them that you believe in them that mm -hmm. you really know they're gonna be someone in the future. Maybe this is where it all lies, right, Enrique? What What are the things that yeah, we can expect? I couldn't agree more. From the book that you are a coordinator together with me, what are we gonna expect <laughs> from this book? Well, I'm sure uh, things are kind of still taking shape, yeah. But I'm sure uh, when 20 around 20 teachers uh, get together to help uh, the community of teachers. I'm sure it will be a very rich resource of how to make your classes more engaging, more uh, dynamic and more uh, and kind of like a safe environment for uh, learners. Yeah? So I believe this book will be uh, a gem for teachers who uh, for novice teachers who are going to start teaching teenagers and also teachers who are experienced and are looking for new ways to tackle um, confrontation in class how to uh, deal with indiscipline for example uh, so uh, i'm sure it's going to be like a perhaps uh, uh, like a change, you know, like a, a, a really meaningful and priceless uh, piece of work that teachers will be able to rely on to get more confidence in teaching. And Hiki has a telegram, which I check it out today and I am there already. Mm -hmm. So what kind of clues do you give in your telegram and Hiki? Uh, in my uh, Telegram group, I usually share things that I don't share on Instagram. So if you're uh, willing to uh, check things that are not uh, on my feed, <laughs> you will be getting more uh, tips. Uh, and also, uh, if, if you're not, of course, people who are there are teachers and learners. Uh, I usually share things for learners of English, but uh, teachers will be able to get a lot of ideas like, oh, if he's talking about that here, I may be able to use this in my uh, classes as well. Great. So, yeah. But I usually, when I post things on Instagram, I usually post something related to what's on Instagram uh, in uh, on the group. So yeah, I try to different. make a it has It yeah. has like more written parts that we yes. cannot do this in Instagram. So yeah. I would advise people that are teaching teenagers to follow your uh, Telegram as well. Enter in his Thank Instagram you. and through the Instagram, you're going to be directed to his Telegram. And there are also the courses, right, Enrique? Yes. Whoever, yes. whoever looks you up will have everything about teenagers and more. It's not only teenagers. He teaches adults too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, this is not something I advertise a lot, but I I always have like some uh, private uh, adult learners, and you know I I uh, I really see it as a way of uh, uh, getting my. I, I know this this is gonna sound a little. Uh, weird but like when I teach adults it's like me finding uh, 
like a hard uh, soil to stand on. Like, okay, this is my time to kind of teach <laughs> uh, under a less chaotic environment, you know? Because, of course, adults are more uh, naturally more focused, more engaged, they're more interested in learning because they uh, see the value of learning the language uh, much uh, more than teenagers do. And they are paying yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> That exactly. <laughs> and they needed to be promoted. Yeah, and so um, uh, a lot of times, uh, like my uh, the parents of my students become my uh, students, mm -hmm. which is nice, uh, really nice. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Mm -hmm. So, Henrique, it was a really pleasure talking to you. You have so much to share about teens. That is one of my weaknesses, <laughs> I have to confess. So, thanks a bunch. And I hope to see and listen to you one more time in our amazing podcasts. And you listeners, please listen to this podcast because it will help you a lot with teens. All right? So that's it, guys. Thank you so much, Enrique, for Thank being very with much. us. We, we really admire your job and how you conduct it because you are kind, you're calm. How can a person like this teach teens? <laughs> Peaceful a lot. <laughs> yeah, he makes them calm. I know, I know that. That's mm -hmm. a technique. He's so calm yeah. that he makes them get calm. Maybe that's why, okay? So if you have a team, listen to us because this is important, right? Enrique, thank you so much for coming and talk to us. Thank We you for the invite. Thrilled. And I'm already inviting myself to return because there's a lot more to share. You will, okay. definitely. <laughs> Count on that. Bye, guys. Have a good evening, a good Bye. morning, a good afternoon, a good everything. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Winner Idiomas, o centro autorizado Cambridge mais querido do Brasil e aulas particulares de Michigan e IELTS. Passionate Teachers, a podcast for teachers of English.